You're listening to the Mining and Energy Union podcast. Yes, you are. Thanks for listening. Well, members at arguably the most famous coal mine in Australia, the Carmichael Open Cut in Queensland, feel dudded. The pay is terrible and safety in COVID procedures are pretty crook too. The mine was bitterly debated at the 2019 federal election, but it's up and running and shipped its first coal in December last year. It's billed to be the biggest ever coal mine in Australia. Now, just to bring you up to speed, the massive Indian multinational Adani, which owns the mine, has changed its name to Bravis and has subbed out all the work to McKellar, an outfit which has never run a mine. McKellar have also changed their name, but more on that later. Now, McKellar has done labour hire and wet and dry equipment hire on mine sites, but they've never run a mine. And they're starting with the most controversial mine in Australia, Jeepers. And if it feels like bush league stuff to miners on site, that's because management think that's a badge of honour. Apparently they're fond of saying, McKellar is the reserve grade bush footy team who landed in the NRL. Queensland Vice President Shane Brunker says it's a worry. It's a bit concern to us, you know, we've got the um, Mackay North Devils under 17, so it's now gone into the NRL. They're struggling big time. They can't handle the whole process of um, running their own coal mine. And you can tell that 200 production and 100 maintenance workers aren't happy. People aren't hanging around. They're leaving the project the first chance they get, according to site organiser Nick Dixon. Yeah, there is a massive turnover at the mine. It's, and I believe it's because poor management. The guys are sold something that it's not. Um, you know, they're told that they're, they're going out to, you know, brand new machines and, um, you know, fancy camps and they turn up there in the middle of nowhere and they can't, they can't get away. So I've had um, phone calls from people that have faked injuries so that they can get off site and then they just don't return. It's, it's hard to keep up with the people because you'll have a phone call with someone one week and they're gone the next. Or you'll, you'll be chatting to somebody and then all of a sudden they're asking you, oh, I'm gone, I'm not out there anymore. Yeah, it's a continuous thing that the, and I, I believe it's just mismanagement and the condition of the, the flights, the camp, you know, the equipment, it's, it's all in one. So members aren't happy. One of the reasons is because they're the lowest paid in the Queensland coal industry. Currently, McKellar coal mine workers at Carmichael Mine are the lowest paid in the uh, Queensland Bowen Basin. Uh, their truckies are running on uh, 49.40 an hour, which is the lowest rates in the industry. Uh, there is a flat rate overtime payment, so it doesn't matter how many hours in the week you do, you only get the same hourly rate for all hours worked. Another reason members on site are fed up is because McKellar has tried everything to stall negotiations over a new EBA. McKellar challenged the majority support petition vote and then they changed their name, both of which put back negotiations months. Yeah, well, the first one was um, we had over 70% of the workforce sign the petition. For whatever reason, they decided to kick the can down the road and um, take us to court and argue that it wasn't correctly done. That was done and dusted. The commission awarded us the right to bargain. Uh, and then we start the bargain. They came to us and wanted assistance to uh, for a name change of the company. We agreed to work with them on that on good faith. 
Uh, and now we've been told that any uh, increases in pay or anything will now um, not be just automatically flowing on to the workers from back when negotiations should have started. Yeah, McKellar agreed to backdate any agreement to before their name change. They're now called M people, by the way, but they reneged on that. Fed income, you wouldn't think coal was getting record prices, would you? But more concerning than pay is safety and non-existent incident reporting. Yeah, as a um, union, we're very concerned about the incident and accident reporting out there and the fear of retribution. And there's one example of a coal mine worker who made a report uh, after after they jinked their neck um, when the truck fell through the um, strata and bottomed out the truck in the, in the poor road conditions. Uh, went and received um, medical attention, reported the incident. As she was getting on the plane, because uh, it was a last shift, her supervisor said to her, have you thought about a career change? She contacted me that night when she arrived back home at her residence um, and then the next morning she received another phone call from management to say that her services were no longer required the following week back at work and she was terminated. Speaking of flights, according to Shane and Nick, members are getting sick of the constant problems. Yeah, workers are continually contacting me, either flying into the site or flying out and there's uh, many uh, engineering issues with planes. We understand that if there's weather events, uh, planes can't land, but of concern is um, water in the baggage compartments um, and then planes taking off and have to return to the airport due to mechanical failures or people are waiting out at site, waiting to go home and the planes just don't arrive. Employees then are just sent back to camp, uh, normally with no pay, uh, and the union has to go in and argue with management to get them um, some sort of payment and, and get them food and lodgings for the night. The flights are bad, but the real issue is it's members who have to pay for the problems with their wages or with their time. Yeah, I had a uh, phone call from a member the other day. He uh, he called me. It it had been raining on site. He'd been stuck there for a day and a half extra. Supervisor come to him and said, you know, we'll pay you for this. And and he was like, you know, that's that's fair enough. And then it, it got to a day and a half later where they they ended up flying him out and it you know it's a it's a pretty sad day that these guys do a seven and seven which then cuts into their time the travel time i don't think he got full pay for it i think he only got four hours pay for that so you know if there was an emergency you'd, you'd like to hope that they could get people off side a lot quicker than that but yeah it's uh, it's an ongoing event weights at the airport can be unbearable yes yeah, so i've had a lot of complaints of if the planes can't land on site because they need so much clear sky to land. So if they can't land there, they get turned around, sent back to Townsville or Rocky. And then the guys have just got to sit around the airport. The management won't let them know what's going on. I don't know what the reason is, but they make the guys just sit around the airport. And it can be all day just sitting around doing bugger all Some of the guys have said to me, I'd just prefer to go and get a hotel room and I'll catch a flight the next day. You know, I'll take a day without pay. But the company just makes them sit there. They can't get their gear back off the little planes that they go out on the side on because they're just waiting to find out. And yeah, they just sort of sit there in limbo. Um, And I'm not too sure if you've seen Townsville or Rocky Airport. They're not a big fancy airport like Brisbane. They just sort of got to sit there and wait. And when members get on the plane, it doesn't get much better. 
Yeah, they say it's, it's like walking into a disco. All the, the old smoke machines, the smog coming down out of the roof. They say by the time they get to the camp at at the site that the um, condensation is built up inside of the bag racks and that their gear is wet, you know, so if they've got laptops or iPads or anything in there that they want to contact their, you know, do video links with their family while they're away or watch movies, you know, they're, they're broken and, you know, the company's certainly not going to um, pay them the money back for those broken bits of equipment. Dust levels and COVID hygiene are other big problems. Uh, yeah, we're concerned about the standards on site, whether it be down in the mine site crib rooms or back at the camp in the crib rooms. They're not following the guidance note that's been put out by the um, industry on standards for um, hygiene, uh, particularly within equipment um, in the rooms. We know of people who catch COVID and it just seems that other people are rotated through those rooms. Same in the equipment down on site. If someone reports they're, they're sick and they go back to camp, they're just swapped out for another operator and there's no cleaning or any specific issues done to the truck. Many members are catching COVID on site. And if you've had it, you'll know it's not fun. I've had it. It's like a bad flu with fever dreams thrown in. You're flat on your back. The last place you want to be is in a mining camp. If you identify that you're feeling sick, the supervisor will put you in the crib room. You'll sit around there for a couple of hours and they'll finally make their way back to the camp. They're swapped out of their equipment and then new people are just put straight into it. When you're placed back in the camp, you're isolated to your room, which is only a two and a half metre by two and a half metre room, uh, just donger a quarters. You then go into sending text messages through to the uh, camp kitchen to get food or water. If you're lucky, they will bring food and water to you. We've had a couple of instances where people have just been overlooked due to the rush in the camp hours and not received any food or water. And then several days later, they might make a decision to then transport you back to your residence. So you're placed in a car and you have to drive five hours to Townsville or eight hours to Rockhampton. Uh, You can't stop anywhere along the way um, to grab any food or water or take rest breaks or toilet breaks. Um, It's just totally unacceptable, the, the standards that they're running at. Yeah, it sure does sound like Bush League stuff. And as you've heard, McKellar or M people, as they now want to be known, wear that as a badge of honour. So much so, they want to pressure their employees to accept all manner of dodginess. On a trip out to the pit from the uh, camp, I was getting escorted from one of the HR ladies and she told me that I had to set the expectation of the workers so that they didn't expect too much out of their up and coming EA as they're not a top tier company. So they can't afford top tier things. And I simply just said to her, because I thought it was rather funny that um, it's not up to me to set expectations, it's what the workers want and it's not what I want. Well, there you go. You've got to admire the cheek. We'll keep you updated on the situation at Carmichael. Well, that's all we've got time for on the Mining and Energy Union podcast. Talk to you next time.